0: Let me start this video by saying I have never met a person who has never struggled with self-doubt or believes that they have never struggled with any insecurity. So many of us are consumed by our self-doubt and we focus on our insecurities. And in this video, I'm gonna be sharing my journey with self-doubt and actually how I overcome it and deal with my insecurities that I have so that hopefully it can inspire you. And after watching this video, you'll feel 20 times better because I presume if you've clicked this video, you're probably struggling with it too. So hey everyone, and welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for a while and you're an OG, thank you so much for always supporting me and for allowing me to make these videos for you every single week if you can do me a really quick favor because this is a new channel i'd be so grateful if you could press the subscribe button it's totally free and means so much to me so if you've watched my podcast previously and i hope that you have you'll know that i openly share about things that i feel insecure about now one of those things that I feel insecure about is the fact that I'm not really that clever I really really struggled in school and I believe that when you're younger you really are defined by all the things around you everything you're defined by is completely external and for me because I always struggled in school I never got the best grades I was never top in the class I always used to get told off I used to believe that for a really, really long time that I wasn't clever. It was only actually when I was 25 or 26 that I thought, hmm, maybe, st- maybe I have something. Maybe I am good at something. Maybe I am clever about something. And it was actually when I started to learn about the authoritative figure. Now an authoritative figure is someone you look up to. It's someone who guides you. And I feel that at different moments in our lives, we have different authoritative figures. So obviously when you're a child, you believe your parents know absolutely everything. But now that I'm kind of getting to the age where a lot of my friends have children and I'm thinking about having children, I'm not thinking about having them anytime soon. But I am thinking about having them in the next few years. I just think, I don't know anything. I am literally would be winging it. But as a child, you believe your parents know everything. And that's because you see them as an authoritative figure. I knew that in school, I believe my teachers knew everything. And they were so clever. And they knew the answer to every single question I wanted to ask them. And when they didn't, I was like, wait, what? Why didn't you know the answer to that? And I think as you grow up in life, you realize that... We do have these authority figures that we look up to, that we that guide us and actually really define what we believe about ourselves. So, like I said, because for me, I was not really clever in school. My parents would be like, "You need to work harder." My teachers would be like, "You need to stop messing around." And when I went to uni, I was like, "I'm just not really getting the grades that I thought I would get." And generally throughout my life, I felt that. And so, as I got older, I used to think, "Well, look, I'm just not that clever. I'm not like my friends. I'm not like my cousins." I'm never going to get the top grades. And that just means I won't really do much with my life. I won't really get anywhere. I'm just going to be mediocre. Now, weirdly, I always had this belief that I was going to end up really successful. I don't know how. I never thought I was going to win the lottery or marry a rich guy. Those were the two things that I never, ever had in my plan. But I always just had this self-belief that I would do well in something. And I just didn't know what yet. So anyway, when I actually was working at E.ON, I was on graduate scheme there. And they had actually asked us to go back to Warwick to go to their business school, to do a diploma in applied management. Now I went to Warwick to study law and I absolutely hated it. I was like the worst in my class. I hated it and I hated everyone else because everyone was so good at it and everyone would wanna work really hard and I just couldn't understand it. My parents always used to say to me, you know, you have to work really, really hard and so I felt like I worked hard for them and I just felt like exams were just so pressurizing and I wasn't actually learning. I was just memorizing things to write in a paper and so I'd feel filled with anxiety filled with nerves I never ever ever used to eat before any of my exams I used to always lose so much weight when I was stressed because I just hated uni and I hated school and so for me kind of going through that experience was just mortifying and so then when I went to go work and finally I was like I never have to revise in the Easter holidays my company were like you need to go back to Warwick and I was thinking absolutely not I actually fought with them multiple times and fought with my parents said I don't want to go and I came up with all these excuses as to why I shouldn't go. Because at the time I was living in Nottingham and Eon had said, you need to stay at the company for three years. Otherwise, you have to pay it off or five years or something like that. And so I said to my parents, look, I don't think I should go because I obviously want to move back to London. And they said I have to stay here for three to five years. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a long time. And they were like, listen, just do it. And... Just try, and if you have to pay the money back, you have to pay the money back. It's not a big deal. So I was dragged to do this, and let me just tell you, it was the best thing I've ever done in my whole life, and I believe the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now. That course changed my life, and I'm gonna do a whole video on that course and actually how it changed my life, because I really do think it's the best thing in the entire world. But essentially, what it was, in a summary, was that you did this diploma, it counted towards a master's if you wanted to go ahead and do the master's. It wasn't a master's, but there were modules in it that counted towards it. And the whole time you were never given a grade. So they would give you marks, but they would never say you get a 2-1 or a first or a third or whatever, a 2-2, whatever. At the end of it, they would just say, you either pass or you fail. Now, what that did was remove all of this fear Remove all of this kind of pressure to get a certain grade, which I really believe that happened to me when I was studying in law school. There was so much pressure to get a good grade and then to come back to the business school, which is like one of the best in the world. And they're like, no, don't worry about want to make a podcast. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast onto Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try. And you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. The grade, you are here to learn. You're here to learn a concept, then go back to your company and implement it. So we would go there for around a week I think it was every three months. I can't really remember right now, but I know we would go there for either a week or three days and we would stay there. We would learn a concept. We would then have to go to our company, implement it, and then write up an essay on it. Now, there were so many different things I learned about and some of them I gravitated towards more than others, but the whole thing was really around self-development learning different ideas how to work on things like people and culture basically everything that i loved and i just found that i really grew as a person and was so obsessed with all the books and all the readings i still have two folders where i printed out all of the readings which i still refer back to today it really left a lasting impression on me because for the first time in my life i was learning to learn not to get a grade not to pass a particular exam not to memorize something because i had to i was learning to actually learn the stuff and then i actually enjoyed it and so for the first time in my life i was like maybe i am clever Maybe I am someone who can actually learn things and implement it and actually talk about it in an exam or actually write it down in an exam because I actually love it. And so I'm going to read up about it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to feel like this is so stressful and something I have to do. It's something I want to do. And i guess my point back to kind of self-doubt is there's always a reason you know deeper than you probably think and one of the things that's really helped me is to really have that reflection and understand okay why do i believe this about myself where did this stem from how can i perhaps change that what actions can i take to perhaps try things that will help me to stop thinking that about myself and just this example around learning really helped me to think okay I'm probably not clever in loads of different fields of my life, but there are certain fields that I am. And really focusing on what you enjoy has re- and, and taking away that pressure of needing to be the best or to get a certain grade has really helped me so much in my life. I mean, when I started this podcast, did I ever think that I would be a top creator? Absolutely not. I really just did it as a hobby. I was inspired by Rashma, my auntie, and I've got a whole video about why I started my podcast if you want to watch it. I'll leave the link in below. But I was really inspired by that story, and so I thought, I wanna do a podcast, and I started it, and there was absolutely no pressure. I still had my full-time job for two years into my journey, I never ever put this pressure on myself that I wanted to become a full-time content creator. But as I started doing it more and more, I realized this is something that I love. It's something that I was obsessive over. It's something that I was reading up about all night. It was something that I would wake up in the middle of the night and think of an idea and write it down. I still remember in the early days, I'd wake up, voice note myself an idea, go back to sleep, and I would be so excited when I'd wake up in the morning, like this morning. I was so excited about my day that I just slept for five hours last night and I still have loads of energy because I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity to be able to do this as my job. And my point is, is just find things that you enjoy. I feel self-doubt is so much bigger when it's something that you're putting so much pressure on yourself about because you just don't feel good enough. So just by removing that pressure and just thinking, okay, this is a hobby, this is something I can enjoy, this is something where there's no pressure, really, really helped me to overcome that. Now here are some quick tips that I feel people always ask me advice for and a lot of that is around public speaking so I've had a lot of messages recently that say okay well I'm really nervous I have so much self-doubt around this gig that I've been asked to speak at at this event going on a podcast starting my own podcast I'm really really nervous can you help me and the first thing I always remind myself is When I'm doing a podcast, I always think the guest has chosen to be here. I haven't paid them. I never will pay a guest to come on the podcast. I've never bribed them. I've never, you know, even paid for their travel. I've never forced them to be here. They've chosen to be here. They've chosen to spend their time with me. So who am I going to be? I should be excited about this opportunity. They want to be here. So I'm going to be the confident, excited, happy person that they've chosen to be here. Not the nervous, shy, quiet person that they didn't sign up for. And that's the same whenever I public, whenever I go into a public speaking thing like a TED talk, or when I do my workshops. I'm like, these people have chosen to be here or I was chosen to speak on the stage. So I'm going to bring my best self. I'm going to reframe my mind instead of saying I'm nervous and those butterflies in my stomach are out of nervousness, which they are. But I'm also excited. I dreamt of doing a TED Talk for so long. And I weed like multiple times in like the space of 10 minutes before my TED Talk because I was so nervous. But then I remember thinking to myself, I'm so excited. I dreamt of this moment. So let me make it amazing. This is filmed. So let me make it amazing. Let me not be nervous. Let me not be shy and enjoy it. I love public speaking. It's something that I've always loved doing. And I still need to work on it. I still need to refine and become better. But for now, let me go for it. And one of the things my mum used to always say to me, she used to say to me, even in school, if you've tried your best, you will never feel that self-doubt. You'll never feel anxious, you'll never feel worried because you know you've worked hard and so you're excited for the challenge. And I really couldn't believe, I really can't emphasize this enough. Before when I was planning for my TED Talk and I really hadn't prepared for it, I was so nervous, I had so much self-doubt, I was like, I'm not good enough for it, I don't know why they chose me, I don't know why I'm doing this, I'm just going to say no, I'll just do it at a later point in my life, I'm not ready... And all of that self-doubt was creeping in because I didn't do the work. When I prepared for it, and to be honest, I didn't prepare for that that long, but I did prepare for it for like five days straight and I did it for so long. On the day of the TED Talk, I was so ready for it. I literally couldn't wait. So my top tip here is if you do the work, if you're really confident within yourself, then that self-doubt won't really creep through and that's something that's been really, really helpful and proven to work for me. It's so important to know that we all struggle with self-doubt and we all have our own insecurities but hopefully these tips have helped you to maybe overcome them the next time you're feeling doubtful about yourself or you're focusing on insecurity. I really hope you all love this video. Have a wonderful day or an evening wherever you are and I will see you very soon in my next video.